Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome back, Kip Nation. I hope that you have been blessed listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I know that you have. We want you to make us your favorite drive time podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, and you know that we are doing a series called Women Warriors. And I have been talking to women warriors who are on the front lines in the marketplace, on the front lines in corporate America, in church administration, dealing with autism and community building. Today, I have a unique and special guest. We call her a community disruptor. Those of you who don't understand what that title is, That is someone who does not sit around and embrace the status quo. They are what we call a mover and a shaker. She's an influencer. She's an advocate. And I want to welcome to this podcast, Kiona Ellaby. Thank you, Bishop, so much for inviting me on. I'm excited to be part of this Women Warrior uh, that you have uh, so eloquently put together for us. And so I'm excited Let's go. Let's go. Let's see what we're going to talk about today. Key, and you know, I call you that nickname. Key, you are a woman warrior on the front lines, of course, in the marketplace. So tell us a little about your transition from a six-figure government job to being a community disruptor. Yeah, that was my gosh. Um, When I say it wasn't easy, it wasn't easy, but it was necessary. So to transition from the six-figure government job, I wasn't sure what was going to take place. I did hear God very clearly that I needed to leave, but I didn't know why. And he had to, sometimes God moves on our hearts, but then sometimes he has to push us a little bit. And things just started to really get bad at the job. I knew that I wanted more. I knew that there was more in life. But again, I was comfortable. When you say I was making six figures, I was making good money, Bishop. And to walk away from that, I I just, I I 
couldn't understand why God wanted me to. It was one of those things where I knew that I had to, but I didn't want to. So a little backstory to that is, and again, I'm going to say some things not to impress you, but to impress upon you that we make success the go to school, get good grades, and get a good job. And I had all of those things, but I didn't have peace. I didn't have happiness. I didn't have the fulfillment. And so because I had all of the stuff that people deemed successful, God was like, is that all you want? I'm a big God. Do you want? Do you trust me enough to take you from this six-figure job and push you into purpose? And so that's exactly what I did. I did a kicking and screaming, but I knew that it was necessary for people to be able to hear, uh, hear my voice, to hear my testimony, and to know that lives would be changed with me making this decision to leave this job. So yeah, I left, and it's been the best decision that I could make. You talked about purpose, moving from just being employed. Actually, had a couple of things because. I know a lot of people think that if I have a degree and I have my uh, salary or quote-unquote a career, I'm good to go. But oftentimes, individuals go to school that really need to be pursuing a dream, uh, more Uh like a Bill Gates or a Stephen Jobs or even a Coco Chanel. These folk never completed school or didn't go to school at all. And uh, I've done some research, and I'm sure you know that most of the wealthiest people in the world haven't seen the inside of a university. So it's uh, one of those yeah. things. It's Sometimes they're tied together, sometimes they're not. But you stepped outside of that uh, paradigm and decided to pursue purpose. What, what do you what, Talk a little bit about purpose, just for a second. Absolutely. So again, you know, you said that I graduated. So I went to school and I have a bachelor's degree in pre-med biology. (laughs) I am nowhere near uh, anybody, pediatric, anything. And it was always something that I wanted to do. Uh, Those are the things, you know, when we kind of play as children um, and we're imagining what is it that you want to be when you grow up. And I was the first one to raise my hand. I want to be a pediatrician. And I went to school thinking that. And so, again, we kind of get caught up in that rat race of, okay, well, I'm going to be a doctor. But, again, it was when you're not walking in purpose, it's that lack of fulfillment. So you can have everything, but there's no purpose. And so for me, again, I'm graduating from college. I, I was nursing for several years. Uh, in the in the actual industry, thinking that I'm I'm still going to try to chase this, oh, I'm going to be a pediatrician. And God was like, <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with what I want you to do. So again, I'm chasing uh, being a nurse, and I transition into being uh, within the government, and that's where I was before I kind of left. But the purpose piece of it and the passion is where I found the fulfillment. So that's where I started being able to talk to women about how they want to see their lives. Because, again, I got caught up in that same rat race that they were in. And it's like, how did we get here? How do we get so far off of the path of thinking that we're going to create this life, but it's not tied to 
ultimately want to do in your life, that's when things start to move. Um, and so for me, after leaving that job, that's when I started being able to open my mouth and speak those things that God wanted me to share with the world because now I'm in purpose. I'm in purpose on purpose. And it's hard to describe, but it's one of those things that you wake up and you know, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's what I love to be able to teach the, the young women and the older women that it's okay that you don't know, but you have to be in purpose so that you can fulfill not only what it is that God has for you, but also understanding that there is someone waiting for you to walk in purpose, in your purpose. That's powerful. I always use purpose as a definition. The purpose is what God created you for. The designers design for you. In other words, your greatest and highest and best use is what you were created for. And that is what I call purpose. So I'm in 100% agreement. You all who are listening out there, there's a difference between your call to ministry and fulfilling your ministry and then fulfilling your purpose. And usually answering the call and then fulfilling the call of ministry is your training ground. It's a place where you learn obedience. It's a place where you learn how to listen to God. But as you grow in your faith, you learn not only how to listen to God, but how to move when God says move. And when you learn to move when he says move, you'll be doing some things, as Kiana has already Kiana has already demonstrated to us, that, hey, I'm working a six-figure job. Hey, I'm, I'm on my way, on the pathway to being a pediatrician. But uh, God says, no, I need you to switch your trajectory. I need you to do something different. And we have to be willing to take that step of faith. And that's best for both of us, a leap of faith into mm -hmm. the unknown because your purpose is a road that you've never traveled before. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like to, when you said leap, Bishop, one of the things that I like to say is that I, I'm the one that's going to jump and build the wings on the way down. Why? Because I know that when I'm walking in purpose, not only am I protected and surrounded on all sides, God's got me. So that's right. even when you make mistakes, those are part, like you said, that's part of the journey. You have to be able to, you know, step out there because as you push more into purpose, it doesn't get easier because God is going to require more of you in your purpose. So I like to say, look at it as taking the test and sometimes we'll take an easy, we'll have a quiz at first. And then there's a might be open book, but then there's going to be a test that's afterwards. Each time that test gets harder, because as you already said, it requires a different level of obedience. It requires a different level that you have to grow into. And when you start out in purpose, you start out almost like a little baby. You're taking steps and you're tiptoeing here and there. But at some point, you're full-fledged running. And you're like, oh, my gosh, where did this come from? But it's the little steps that you have to do. And it's God trusting you with more. And it's like you're not always going to see it, but you have to trust that God is pushing and propelling you and pushing you towards what that purpose is. You just got to trust him. 
That's powerful. That is powerful. You know, on this journey, God has blessed you to write a couple of books to help people transition from being victims to victors to fulfilling ministry obligations, which we ought to. That's part of our growth. But to walking in purpose. Could you share your experiences becoming an author and share a little bit about your books? Yes. So the very first book that I wrote, um, Bless Yourself Chronicles, which is a 10-step guide to breathe life into your redesign. And I believe you said it earlier, purpose is your design. For me, I thought that I was just writing, writing this book for myself at first. And it really was. It started as just a journal, but it turned into what I realized so many other people needed to be able to hear. And it was one of those things where I'm coming out of this this six-figure job, and I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? And it's, write the book. And I'm like, okay, write the book, and then what? What do you want me to title this book? Redesign? Like, redesign what? Redesign your life how? Okay, in these 10 steps. Great. So now you're breathing life into being able to understand who you are, being able to understand that there's more to life than just what you see and that you truly can design the life when you put your hands in God's hand and allow him to direct your path. You are truly designing the life, not that you want, but that the life that he wants for you, which is even more powerful. So that was the first book that I wrote. And it's all about trusting and confidence and courage and resilience and finding your peace and determination. The second book is, again, Bless Yourself Chronicles, but it's Nightly Reminders. And it's 366 ways to transform your tomorrow with today's decision. And I wrote that book because I'm realizing that so many people just kind of wake up and it's like, oh, what am I going to do today? No, you have to be purposeful. (laughs) You have to be intentional about what you're going to do. When you take that time to set your intention for the day before, for the next day, it makes so much difference. Now, give me those titles one more time. I want them to hear them very clearly and tell tell us where they can pick up these books. So what are the titles again? So the first book, both of them are going to be Bless Yourself Chronicles, but the first one is 10 Steps to Breathe Life into Your Redesign. And the second one is Nightly Reminders, 366 ways to transform your tomorrow with today's decision. So they are both, um, the first one is on Amazon, but it's also on my website. And the second book, Nightly Reminders, will be coming out at the latter part of this year. Okay, now give us the website because as an author, I know that it is better to get the book from the author than it is to get it from outside platforms. So give us your website. And I send you a cute little note within the book. So the the website is going to be my first and last name, which is www.kianaellerby, and that's K-E-O-N-A-E-L-L-E-R-B-E.com. All right. Kiana Ellerby, K-E-O-N-A. Capital E L L E R B E dot com is the way you can pick up those books. Are they able to reach out to you if they wanted to talk to you via that process as well? 
Absolutely. So there's a contact us page on there. So if you want to, if you have any questions about any courses or anything that I may mention, or even if you're just not sure where to get started, send me a quick uh, message through that link and I'll be sure to get back to you as soon as possible. That sounds great. Listen, you have a, a passion and a burden for young women. How did you develop uh, that ministry gift? Oh, gosh. Through life. <laughs> through life. For me, it was through life and not having people to be able to help me through some of the issues that I was going going through by myself. That's kind of where I got started. I started doing mindset. I started doing more reading. I started doing more research. So for me, it started with just life being life and not having anyone to really talk to about what was going on and how to help me get through it. And so I felt that it was a obligation to make sure that those who were coming behind me knew that there are people who can pour into them and they don't have to go through life alone. So again, it was just me knowing that it was a lot of stuff that I just needed people to talk to and to guide. And of course, you know, I had God with me, but it's one thing when you have God with you. It's another thing when you have, you know, people who have actually gone through some of the same things that you're going through now. So again, it was just life being life and knowing that if I can help someone else, not have to bump their head on the same rocks that I fell over and tripped over, that's my obligation and that's my burden. You know, I believe that's why, Kia, I call you daughter, because when we first met dealing with some business transactions, uh, mm -hmm. we immediately hit it off. Our, our spirits were kindred, and it was, I have the same passion, the same burden, you know. You don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. God has put us in the earth to literally release the impartation, release the information to help make your journey lighter. Now, we're not saying that this is going to be easy by any stretch of the means. It's never easy to do the will of God. And when it comes to your purpose, it is a like being on the potter's wheel. And when the potter's wheel is spinning, it feels like your life is spinning out of control. But you have to know that the master potter maker is making sure that you stay on this spinning wheel. And while it is spinning, he's simply remolding, remaking, reshaping, repurposing, redesigning, and bringing you into a place that you've never been before. And so that may mean that you have to get rid of the old to embrace the new. And it's not a negative thing. You're not trying to be hurtful. You're not trying to be brand new with old associates. But sometimes you have to let old associates out of your life in order to bring new associates in your life. And when you reach the place where God wants you to be, you can embrace the totality of them both. But you have to remind yourself that God is sending a new network into my life to transition me and help me become who I'm supposed to become. Now, that's from my book, uh, Press of the Power, but I'm not going to get into that. This is your interview today. <laughs> Listen. But that's totally right, though. Yeah. And, and it's okay to let people go because, and that's one of the things, that was one of the hardest things for me 
was to let people go and realizing that not everyone can go with you where God is taking you. There are people who are with you for a season, and it does, it hurts. And you're like, well, God, why would you have all of these people to up and leave? And he's like, where I'm getting ready to take you, they can't go because you're going to be trying to move forward and hold on to them at the same time. And so it's like, do you want do you want all of what God has, or do you want to try to hold on to the people and pull them and try to pull them along as you're also going on the path that God has for you? And it, it's slower when you're trying to take people on a path that they don't understand. And it's okay to, some of them you have to let go. Some of them you have to push to the side. Some of them you can't even share all of what God is sharing with you because it wasn't for them. They don't understand. And that was one of the hardest things that I had to realize and be okay with. I think that's, uh, again, cut from the same cloth. I had the same difficulty, but I understand that, you know, there are four people who will help you or two people or one person who will help you. For me, I'm using that illustration of the uh, paralytic to get me to the roof and remove the roof so that I could get into the presence of God. And those four people, that team wanted nothing in return. There are some people out there, and Key and I both agree, that want to help you that are not looking to rape you of your gift, of your anointing, but they sincerely want to see you succeed. And in order to find those people, you have to let go of the people who have not demonstrated that type of uh, unselfish, unbiased uh, relationship with you and who will celebrate you in your new purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And be okay to forgive those people because there are going to be people who recognize the gift and the calling on your life and they want to try to strip that and take that for themselves and use it for themselves and be okay with being able to forgive them. That was hard too because there will be people as you're walking along this journey through purpose that see that gift and will try to exploit it and like Bishop said and will try to rape it and you're like, you know what? I had to forgive them and they didn't know any better or maybe they did, but it wasn't my place to try to hold on to what they did or did not know, but to just keep moving. That's good. That's good. And forgiveness is the key to becoming the person that God wants you to be because along the way of purpose, there are a lot of people that will shape your purpose, but they will not shape it in a way that's consistent with your way of being shaped Uh, Mm -hmm. and sometimes pain trauma hurt betrayal all of these kinds of things are part of coming into purpose and you have to be okay with it and know that god's got your back i agree go ahead what did you what were you going to say no i just said i totally agree so we have we're we're coming to the end We, we probably extended our time but we're having a good time and Time flies when you're having fun. That that's used to be a, a cliche to me, but that's real. <laughs> do you, do you have any closing remarks for women warriors? I do. What I would want to say is one, recognize who you are, because I think 
that a lot of people, say, everyone else will shape who they want you to be, and then you become this version of yourself that you don't recognize. So the first thing is going to be figure out who exactly you are, and more importantly, who is it that God says that you are? And also, on top of that, who do you say that you are? Because we're in our heads all day long, and we hear ourselves all day long. So when you understand who you are, who you are, and then figure out exactly what you are saying about you, you'll begin to recognize where those fears come in. You'll begin to recognize what those limiting beliefs are. And as, you know, some folks in the mindset space that thinking, thinking, you have to be able to get rid of that so that you can hear God clearly as he speaks to you so that you can walk in obedience in your purpose on purpose. This has been a tremendous, tremendous podcast. I uh, I was blessed listening, and uh, I know, Kip Nation, you're being blessed as you listen again. You can reach Kiana Ellerby. You can reach her at kianaellerby.com. Um, <laughs> she is available to talk with you. She is available to offer classes to church groups, nonprofit groups, corporate groups, because she does corporate workshops as well. She is a community influencer, a community advocate, and a community disruptor. And I'm so very, very proud of her and so elated to have her on our show today. Kiana, thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, you have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Please tune in next week as we have another woman warrior or at least a Woman Warrior series conversation. Be blessed and have an outstanding week.